All those comics, all the games, all those toys, all the TV, the animation. Just give us, just give us one hour and 45 minutes and we will give you everything Marvel. Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to This Week in Marvel, episode number 238. This is the official Marvel podcast of all news new releases, and Black Panther headgear. I'm Ryan Panagos. And spiffy haircuts. Yeah, we got dope haircuts. Haircuts all around, thanks to our friends at various barber barber shops. shops. Uh, I'm Vice President and Executive Editor Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by... Ben Morse, Editorial Director of Marvel Digital Media, joined by nobody, because it's just the two of us. Just the two of us. We are in between interns right now. Um, we will get a new one probably within the next week, I hope. I mean, you're closer we'll to out. that yeah, business than no, I am. I'm close to that business. I think it'll be happening soon. But you know, we can do this by ourselves. We're seasoned professionals. Sure, we're good at it. We're good at what we do. Yeah, some would say we're the best there is at what we do. And what we do isn't very nice. No, this podcast would never be qualified as very nice by anybody. No, Extreme Rules coming up on Sunday. There's going to be matches. In my backyard in Newark. Yep. Like, literally 10 minutes away from me. Yeah. But I didn't get tickets. No. No. Me neither. Yeah. I've got a wedding this weekend. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Who's getting married? Uh, my wife's best friend. Oh, good for her. Yeah. For so, him. Her. Good for her. Yep. So, congratulations, Meg and Matthew. Congratulations, guys. This Week in Marvel supports you. Yeah, you did it. You know, when you're out shopping, spending those bucks for... Uh, all the stuff you get on your wedding, you know, maybe you're going to a movie, a theater event, going to buy some music or something. Use the Marvel MasterCard. You get 3% cash back. You get 3% cash back on all that, amusement parks, bookstores, digital apps. There's so many things you can save on. And if you're a newly married couple, I know you just shelled out for that wedding. You need to save some money, get some money back. Use the Marvel MasterCard. Yeah. And I think they're going to California. They're moving out there. And so they've got... Disneyland. There you go. Out there. Perfect place to use the Marvel MasterCard. Yeah. You get all that 3% cash back yep. and all the benefits. Uh, also, I think we're still, we got a couple more weeks left of the big sweepstakes. Right. To uh, the top prize being Trip for Two to the Los Angeles world premiere of Marvel's Doctor Strange. Are we entering in that? Nope. Still not nope, entering. Nope, still not entering. Uh, but, fair enough. Listeners, if you want to enter into that sweepstakes, just check out. MarvelCreditCardSweeps.com And then uh, you can go from there. Yeah. And we will go from there right into uh, our first comic this week. And that would be All New Wolverine number 8. Written by Tom Taylor. Art by Marcio Takara. uh, Colors by Jordan Boyd. And this is a Road to Civil War II issue. Also starting a new story arc called The Box. And there's a lot going on in this issue. We start... What's in the box? Yeah, what's, yeah, yeah, what's in the box? What's in the box? We start, out, we start out with some sort of arms deal gone awry in which the titular box of the story is trying to be handed off between criminals. The character box? No, it is not the oh. character box. It is a literal box. Oh. Um, shield tries to intercept the box what we see is a cutoff where there's some sort of weird smell and then something shows up and they're all freaked out cut to laura and gabby walking their pet wolverine jonathan Jonathan, around the park in a wonderful scene uh and then laura taking abby to get 
uh, 25 with chicken. Now, what is 25 with chicken? It's some sort of ramen or something? Uh, I don't know. It's supposed a, to be some really good, delicious dish. That's what they're saying here. Tom Taylor obviously knows his what's going on. I think Sh- it's, a you know, having a fun having a fun time. Having a funny. Um, S.H.I.E.L.D. recruits the girls to come and help out trying to find this missing box. Um, Gabby is adorable. Laura is all business. We find out that they also have hired Old Man Logan to go look for the box. He has disappeared. So now it's up to Laura to track down Old Man Logan, which she has mixed feelings about because she knows this is not her Logan, but she is going to encounter him nonetheless. She's more concerned, though, with what the box summons because what the box summons is possibly the breakout character of 2016 because he's showing up everywhere. It's it's been a renaissance. It's been a renaissance for for this particular character. Uh, Laura against this character should be a much more interesting battle than most. Yes. All right, from there we go to Astonishing Ant-Man number eight, written by Nick Spencer, art by Brent Schoonover, guest art there, and colors by Jordan Boyd. Uh, Jordan Boyd is busy this week. You know, just the two of us. And, just the two uh, of us. This, most of this issue is really around um, Scott hiring a bunch of villains through the Hench app uh, because he's got a job for them. But the, the real meat, comes in like learning about these villains so one of them is whirlwind one of them is the voice ben i didn't know i don't know anything about the voice the voice is an old school um an old school villain who used to menace hank pym in his giant man days so scott inherited him as an arch enemy nice well he last seen in like west coast avengers or something it's like Kilgrave without the creepiness and right. like less powerful. And he also has to use like amplification equipment in order right. to use his powers. Got it. So not like Kilgrave at all. Nope. Uh, then there's Hijacker. Now this is this the guy from Amazing Spider-Man? Or is no, that... it's just a very similar character. What was the name of the guy in Spider-Man? Override. Override. And he was one of the superior foes of Spider-Man. Wow. Yeah. Right. Okay. There it is. I love it. All in front of you. We get. He's it's... hooking up with Beetle. Who's also in this book. Yeah. Hijacker uses nanites to superpower modes of transportation. It's fantastic. Uh, And then the magician, who I guess is a legacy character? The magician showed up in this very book um, when Scott was protecting uh, Darla Deering. He was the one who interfered with that whole shebang. Right. Uh, but then we got them interacting, and it becomes because the magician is is relatively new to the villain game. Yeah, uh, he's so a you, rookie. Yeah, you get a bunch of like really great in, like couple pages as the other villains talk magician through being a villain, doing all this stuff, and of course, it gets crazy, gets violent, things happen, words are spoken, and uh, there's lots of fun art in here. Red Schoonover does great job. Uh, there's a series. There's just two page spread that has a number of panels, and I think the storytelling on these are really, really great. It's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Um, another stalwart issue of this, especially when we get back to the main thread that has Cassie uh, trying to get a little revenge of her own, and oh, we'll see little what that uh, revenge Rooney, mm. revenge Rooney Roo. Mm. Okay, whoa, what's this? Civil War number zero. Kakang. Civil War is kicking off with issue number zero this week. Written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Olivier Coipel, colors by Justin Ponser. This is setting the table for the big Civil War event, which is going to be kicking off in a few weeks. We have a few different things going on. We have She Hulk defending the Jester, 
or the former jester Jonathan Powers in court trying to argue that while he has done some tar- terrible things in the past, uh, he, is, he is a reformed man now. He is not guilty of the crimes for which he has been committed. Very compelling legal room drama by Mr. Brian Bendis. Was Jester the guy in Civil War that we talked about last week? Who was that? I think, yeah. With the it was, yo-yo? It was the same Jester. Who got killed by Punisher? Yeah, but he's back. Then came back, he's in, back. in the Punisher story, right? Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. He's back. We got War Machine in Latveria trying to keep the peace, and he does such a good job that he gets uh, called in for a meeting with the big dog, the president of these United States, who puts a very interesting proposition in Rhodey's lap, which I like to see because it was Rhodey being rewarded for being really good at what he does, which he does. We go to Ohio State University where there's this group of kids, one in particular who we focus on, whose name is Ulysses. Um, the Terrigen Mist flies over, and Ulysses and another student end up engulfed. They go into cocoons. It's kind of a cool, you know, this is what happens when terrigenesis occurs thing. Yeah. I also like that it ran pretty true to real life where Ulysses is kind of this little bit outsidery kid. He's talking, trying to talk to this girl he has a crush on. When he goes into the cocoon, she doesn't even remember that he was standing next to her. Like, he, she doesn't, she, when they say, who's in that other cocoon? She's like, oh, I don't know. But my friend's in that cocoon. You know? Mm. Girls. Well, how, they, how they are. I was trying to think of a, a joke about the 1980s smash hit movie Cocoon with oh. Steve Gutenberg. Well, you keep working on that. Yeah, think about yeah, it. Yeah, think about it. Really let it marinate. The Triskelion, Carol Danvers, is frustrated about everything. Look, good thing she's got Doc Sampson to come visit her and uh, figure Wait, things out. He's alive? That's right. And she said... Uh, well, he just got depowered, right? No, he definitely died. Oh, okay. He full-on died. Great. There's a line in here when she says, I thought you up and died. And he said, I did. I'm better now. So I guess he's better now. Comic books. Comic, Comic books. books. So he gives her a little head shrinking. Uh, not like the head shrinkers. Hey, but no, he gives her a little head shrinking, does a little session. And we go full circle to She-Hulk being called in by S.H.I.E.L.D., finding out what happened to the jester uh well she hulk's being asked to do some errands for shield she's asking for a lot of errands this week that's so far x-23 and uh she hulk wolf and then ulysses emerges what you'd think the like shield has a budget has a lot of people that work there like hey you five shield agents why don't you go do this thing yeah or even hey black widow and hawkeye who work for us regularly could you do this no we have to call x-23 Wolverine? Okay. Songbird. Songbird, you're right here. You're literally standing here and asking for something to do. Mockingbird, you and Songbird are both birds. Yeah. You should be like like some sort of... Birds of a feather. Yeah. Or like, you know, praying birds or praying something. Praying birds. Yeah. yeah. Mock, let's let's pitch that as a new series. Yeah. Songbird and Mockingbird. Praying birds. All right. I, actually, I don't think either of those birds are uh, hunters, but maybe they are. Well, we, we can say praying with an A. Ooh, they're just you know contemplative. Then we put them in birds. a uh, churchish type yeah. place, and then we uh, have our friends in the band churches drawn into the book. Yeah, and now we're just we're, we're cooking you know, with gasoline. You know, and you know who's running ops for them? Who's that? Daredevil's mom. Yes, because she's a nun. She's a nun. Oh my god! Well, there's really no point in reading the rest of these books because we've created the greatest book of all time. But Civil War Zero ends with a huge cliffhanger to be continued in Civil War Number One, and it all has to do with Ulysses. Ulysses. You'll be a man someday. 
Alright, up next we've got a pair of Deadpool books. I'll go first with Deadpool Last Days of Magic, number one. This is uh, a tie-in connection to the storyline that's going on through Doctor Strange, The Last Days of Magic. Um, this is, to note, this takes place after Deadpool number 11, so, you know, get your continuity in order. Yeah, got uh, it. But this is written by Jerry Duggan, art by Scott Kalblish, colors by Guru FX. And we start out by meeting Michael Hawthorne, who is one of my favorite characters from uh, Jerry's Deadpool stuff. He's the, the weird shield magician yep, is the great. best way to explain it. Uh, we meet his what seems like girlfriend slash fiance, I don't believe wife, uh, but this this lady he's had relations with. Yep, they're uh, close. And her parents, her parents are hilarious i love this interaction is, it, is, is mike hawthorne his, his name michael hawthorne isn't that also the artist of deadpool uh, i believe so oh wow yeah go fig you know uh, sure I, I don't think we knew his last name up until this point and i think it's hilarious that he's just named that's, after the that's artist hilarious of deadpool yeah uh yeah they're on again and off again so you you know how that goes you know how ben. it go you know how it go yeah you know how it be uh but we we see michael who's sort of been out of the spotlight for a bit especially in light of deadpool being a giant superstar that he is yeah and he's not had to help deadpool but of course, at this point, Deadpool comes looking for Michael. He needs his help uh, because Shikla, Deadpool's wife, is having a time of it down in Monster Metropolis area where she rules over. Uh, it's full of magic. And, of course, the Empirical are there to stomp out all these awesome monsters. It really, This bums me out because I love these monsters. And then these Empirical jerks are just like, you're terrible. You're no good and, you know that's dialogue for that i can give freely to jerry good job man yeah thank you jerry call us up anytime but um we're gonna be a little, little busy working on this praying birds franchise uh, but we'll try to squeeze you we'll in. do what we can uh we get to there's a magician character who's introduced here which is hilarious there's lots of action shikla is in full beast mode oh it's so gross yes uh we've got uh benjamin franklin up in here great to see thing. benjamin franklin back. you know the One ghost of, the... of benjamin franklin being uh returning and yep. throwing lightning down like crazy uh big battles lots it was of only a shame that we didn't get to see him in full like horn dog mode i mean he made he made a couple he made, he made a, a couple, couple remarks lines, but... which is good it's good yeah. uh but it really comes down to michael being there to save the day and i will say that this issue bummed me yep. Out yep, to brought, the max. I I meant I was too lazy to do so. I'll be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I read this on the couch and I was like, I was super bummed. And I was looking for my phone and it was on a table like 15 feet away. And I was like, I want to text Jerry and yell at him, but I'm just not going to do too that. Too lazy. Right now. Just too lazy. Because uh, it's this a is, sad ending, dude. This is, it was so freaking good. Yep. But. And it's like typical Jerry. That's what Jerry does. There's these super fun parts. The action is great. It, For, Scott you, Kalbush, the art is beautiful. It's like this amazing tapestry. He lulls and, you into a false sense of security is what he does. He takes uh, like a two-prong fork and yeah. just starts stabbing you in the genitalia yeah. with like just over and over And there's again. like electricity running through the fork. Yeah, and then he's spitting in your face at yeah, the same time. as you do it. It's just disrespectful. It's horrible. Uh, it's horrible. I love Jerry. Jerry's a He's amazing. But this was a hell of an issue. Good issue. Very good issue. 
How can it be outdone by another Deadpool issue? That's Deadpool and the Mercs for Money, number four, written by Colin Bunn, art by Salva Espin, colors by Guru EFX. So the Deadpool crew, the Mercs for Money, they've got this alien recorder that they're trying to get to the Ozarks kin kingpin so they can sell it off, be done with it. But they're on a road trip across America with the highwayman at the wheel of his demonic big rig. We have got Big Wheel. We have got The Hand. We have got some guys in choppers. We've got The Orb. There's so much good Slayback. stuff Slayback. It's all attacking. There's humor. Uh, big Wheel against Slapstick. Terror against the hand deadpool complaining that he keeps killing slayback and he keeps being there um we got fool killer against the orb and probably my favorite battle of the whole thing where orb tries to say ah i have the burning i have the heavy burden of such power i absorb the power of the watchers ah my head my face my eye it's tremendous um, the orb you may remember from such hits as original sins yeah it was like what two three years ago you may remember him from such hits as everything jason aaron has written uh, yes uh, ghost rider jason aaron determined to make him a big deal which is i he's become such a fun character yeah he's a great it's character. great thank you jason uh after the fight the guys pull over at antos which i'm assuming is named after assistant editor heather antos mm -hmm, who works mm -hmm. on the book they have a little snack and uh oh here comes taskmaster here comes the zabata brothers who we haven't yes. seen in way too long the uh, lucha libre brothers who bug deadpool from time to time and bruiser the great daredevil villain that mark wade created really kudos to uh cullen for taking some great characters we don't get to see so often and using them to mass effect it's all fights it's mass all, effect i love that game series. yeah no totally um it's all it's all fights it's all awesome uh but there's one villain who they didn't get and he could be the one who takes them all down there was a bit of a swerve that i was not expecting a bit of a swerve it was really cool yeah all right on to haunted mansion number three written by josh williamson art by jorge coelho and colors by jean francois bellu and we got our POV character, Danny, who is looking for the ghost of his hey, grandpa. Danny. He's been uh, told that his grandpa's ghost is in the haunted mansion. Now he's trapped there. Uh, he's getting messed with by a bunch of ghosts. We get to see the captain, who is sort of the in kind of in charge of the whole mansion. He's, he's a captain. He is the captain. That's what captains do. They uh, take charge. Yeah, we get the hat box ghost, which is an awesome treat for folks who love the the attraction in Disneyland um, we get to see it's just one of the things I love about this is getting the little the little and big nods to the actual haunted mansion attraction and the ride and just it's really great it was done in such a way that is uh, very fun and like just I, I really really dug it then we get Madame Leota uh, and some big revelations herein and by the end uh, we'll see if anyone can stand to go up against uh, the the bigger scarier part of Ooh. the haunted mansion oh my god is that a ghost good 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 ghost whoa oh haunting also haunting this week is international iron man number three written by brian michael bendis art by alex malev brian michael bendis brian michael bendis art by alex malev and colors by the incomparable paul mounts in the present day over bulgaria iron man tony stark has been captured by mandroids working for an old flame of his his old flames i'm gonna get her name right here is cassandra galepsi Great name. Cassandra Galepsi. Cassandra I don't Galepsi. think she's Italian. No, she's not. Um, I think she's Spanish? She could be. I don't know. I think she's from Spain? I'm not sure. It's very unclear. 
But Tony gets like he takes his armor off and basically says, "All right, capture me, capture me, bros. Um, Come at me, bro." He gets the mandroids to take him in. In the past, we go back to a conversation Tony had with his dad, where he accuses him of falling for a quote-unquote honeypot. That is what Cassandra is. She was just made to lure him in. Uh, cut back to the present. He's got a plan of some sort to uh, to take his armor off. Um, back to the 20 years ago, University of Cambridge. Kind of neat little scene of Tony and Cassandra. They're courting, for lack of a better term, how Tony convinces her that you know he's he's the guy for her. It's really kind of sweet. I like this relationship a lot. I like this young love they're portraying. It makes it even more kind of harsh when they flip back to the future, and there she is with an eye patch, being all ruthless and the present, trying to make yes, the, the their future will be the present soon enough. It's your that's kids, why, Marty. That's why, that's why it's a gift. You ever get that one? It's a gift. Yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery. Today's a today's a gift. That's why they call it the present. Oh, I'm gonna throw up. Yeah. So. Tony confronts Cassandra in the present. Tony has a hard conversation with Cassandra in the past. And the whole reason Tony's been tracking Cassandra down in the first place is she knows who his real dad is. Or does she? Or does she? she I hope probably, so, because the next does. issue will probably not be as interesting <laughs> if it's just a cliffhanger to her saying, no, I don't know. <laughs> or we find out she's got something else up her sleeve. We'll see. Or we find out that she's the father. Ooh, I, I am 100% we into could, this. We could see it. Yeah. You, you never, never know. know. Anything can happen in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. All right, we're on to Karnak, number four. Uh, this is written by Warren Ellis, art by Roland Boshi, colors by Dan Brown. Uh, and this one is just Karnak fighting weird stuff. Giant, just this giant, like, I don't know, building slash church temple weird thing that is super weird. He's fighting these weird creatures that look like, I don't know, something out of Hellraiser, but like... If Hellraiser were a ballet, oh yeah, you know, the I've Hellraiser often, I've ballet. often wondered about that Hellraiser ballet. You you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, I believe Sean T. Collins uh, penned that. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then the giant eye, but ultimately he's looking for this Inhuman that has gone missing, and uh, things take a weird turn in a whole way in just the scope of all kinds of other weird stuff it's just it's a weird book and i love it so much i love when warren gets to just do weird things and it makes me so happy uh also making me happy we've got old man logan number old six man logan this is a good issue so good i'm really digging the second arc on old man logan yeah, yeah, uh, yeah now that uh it's a little freer it was cool seeing him go up against the recognizable characters but giving him a little room to breathe i think has done wonders yeah so uh written by jeff lemire art by andrea sorrentino and colors by marcelo Mayalo. and uh this is logan up in alaska uh, the Killhorn Fall, or is it Canada? I think it's the Killhorn Falls. Yeah, Northwest I mean, is territories. there really a difference? Alaska, <laughs> Canada. Yeah. It's cold. Canada, North Canada. They love Canada. Maple syrup. It's Canada. Yeah, it, the northern reaches of Canada near Alaska. Yeah, uh, starts out touching on a super bummer moment that like really upset me super last issue. Super bummer. Uh, and then it just gets. Super bummer town because uh, who's over? Who are these guys? Oh, been? the Reavers! I was so excited to see the Reavers. The Reavers, the very first X Men comic I ever read, was the issue where they first moved to the Australian outback, and they 
find the Reavers living in this base and taking advantage of these people. So the X-Men, like, route the Reavers, drive them out of there, and then I always love the Reavers for that reason. Yeah. Uh, we get a big fight between Wolverine and Bonebreaker. Yeah. Who is one of the most awesome and ridiculous designs for a character mm-hmm. ever. He is... Kind of acknowledges it, though. Oh, yeah. He owns it. Yeah. So... Uh, instead of legs and a butt and genitalia and all that stuff, none of that. He's got tank treads and a tank body. Yeah, that, that other stuff you don't need. It. You don't need it because uh, yeah, you just you're rolling along, whatever. It's and, like it's like Diamond Dallas Page yoga and weights. You don't need them. <laughs> uh, he's got the he's got giant guns and all this other stuff. It's great fight. It's disgusting and brutal and uh, soups violent. Yeah. Um, Bonebreaker's one of the reavers. They also have such numbers as Skull Crusher, uh, Pretty Boy. Oh, uh, Pretty we'll Boy. S- we'll see who shows up. Which one is Pretty Boy? Oh, he's the good looking one. <laughs> That'd be great if this one was Pretty Boy. Yeah. Uh, Maybe that is the revamped Pretty Boy. Be Could great. be. Uh, but we've got uh, the the reavers attacking and doing really bad things in this uh, in this town uh, that Logan is in and really it's it's so upsetting because Logan is just there to look over the girl who would in his time become mm-hmm. his wife yeah and he's just he's trying to keep her safe but by being there he has endangered her it, it, it's a whole kettle of fish man because Ooh, a kettle of fish a whole Tell me more. kettle of fish because Ooh, i love you've fish got kettles. you've got the debate between is he putting her in danger by being there or is he there to protect her you've also got let's not be let's be honest the whole let's not be honest let's not be honest let's be a little honest there's that line between being really sweet and really creepy that he's going to watch over this young girl especially because at this point he is old very old he's like 350 400 years his old his name is old man logan yeah and that maybe is not effective name. i don't know he's old, old. he's old yeah so um so jeff lemire he's, he's going there he's going places yeah going all the way over to power man and iron fist number four written by david walker art by sanford green colors by lee Lorridge. this is the slam bang conclusion of the first arc where jenny royce who was once the office manager for power man and iron fist hero for hire eventually went to jail for a crime we don't believe she committed met up with black mariah they became buds now she's using the soul stone to try to get revenge on luke and danny you know that that how that goes yeah you know the soul stone turns her into this crazy monster she has to fight luke and uh danny Danny is not. Danny's thrilled because Luke basically admits that they're back together, and that's all he cares about. Luke is just like, I want to get this fight over. I don't want to rip my nice shirt. I want to get back to my wife and kids. This dynamic is phenomenal. I mean, back in the day, you had Danny as kind of the mature one, and Luke as the hothead. This reversal has been great. I am loving it. I'm loving every minute of it. I'm loving it. I love the tone of the book. I love Sanford Green's art. I love seeing Tombstone, one of my favorite underrated villains. I, I And I don't remember this ever being a thing before yep. this book, but Tombstone's whisper talk. He talks really quietly. But like I don't remember it ever being called out like it is in this series, well, and I love it yeah. so much. I don't think anyone calls it out because they're terrified of him because he's really scary. Right. I but mean, you've got Power Man and Iron Fist, and they're like, yeah, we'll fight, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like, we, we're not that scared of him yeah. but like it's hilarious I want to know what happens to Jenny Royce from here I would I hope that remains a part of this book I hope this book kind of sticks to its roots where it's like not afraid to take on a giant supporting cast like the original Heroes for Hire book but hey man I'm on I'm on Team Iron Fist here I'm excited that they are back together and ready to do their thing yeah and we got uh, an appearance by Senor Magico 
Yeah. Which makes Senior Magico's in there. Jessica Jones makes an appearance. Yep. yep. Brief cameo, the voice of reason. Yep. Uh, it's terrific. Uh, so we do all that. We go over to Silver Surfer, number four. Silver Surfer. Uh, last issue, Silver Surfer died. Yeah, it was a pretty significant issue. Yeah. Silver 50th Surfer anniversary issue. Yeah. Maybe? Silver Surfer died, took all of Zenlavian culture with him. Yeah. And that's, I'm going to be real, kind of a dick move. A little bit. A little bit. He's did like, what he had to do. Like, hey, you're taking away all of Earth culture. I'm going to take away your culture. But he, like Ben said, he did what he had to do to save, really, the universe. Because these Zenlavians were being really super harsh. They jerks. were harsh in everybody's buds. They were jerks. You know, buzzes, buzzes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this one, you get to see the uh, sort of blank slate Zenlavians come to Earth to try to kill Silver Surfer. Uh, a bunch of heroes rise up to help him out because... Spoiler alert. He's not dead. Not dead. They were able to resurrect him, but he's in a bad bad way. They resurrect him in a pretty clever way, too. Very clever. It's great. It's Dan Slott. Yeah. You know he's it's, got all the cool, clever it's stuff it's right a slotty, up his It's a slotty way to do it. He's so good. Um, but we get a really cool fight with Alicia Masters fighting Shalabal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Alicia's badass. On the top ten list of fights you thought you wanted to see, <laughs> would that have made it Alicia Masters versus Shala Ball? No, but I'm super nope. glad it did. Exactly. Really, really glad. Just shows how little we know. Yeah. Uh, but it's really fun and it sets up a different kind of status quo for Silver Surfer, his uh, main supporting cast, and like their place in the Marvel Universe. It's yeah. really cool. And it's all drawn by Mike Allred. Did I not say the creator? No, you did. I'm just saying uh, it's nice that it's all drawn by Mike Allred and Laura Allred. Yeah, I mean, they're makes it beautiful. Incredible. They're incredible. So Spider-Man number four, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Sarah Pichelli, a little inking assist by Gitano Carlucci, and colors by Justin Ponzor. Two big things happen in this issue. Number one, it's the epic, epic, epic meeting of Gold Balls and Spider-Man. Gold Um, Balls. Now, They're out of costume, though. Before, if you are reading Spider-Man, and you're like, "Who is Gold Balls?" Yeah. Well, which well, wow, well, uh, you, you need to go to Marvel Unlimited. Yep. And read all new X-Men. Not all new X-Men. Nope. Uncanny X-Men. Uncanny X-Men. Right? The Uncanny X-Men Bone run by Brian Uncanny Michael X-Men by Brian Michael Bendis, and you will get all the gold balls you can yeah, handle. Yeah, just so and many balls some. that are gold, and it's going to be terrific. But there's stuff going on with Miles, his best friend Genki, and gold balls. Uh, it kind of defies summary, as many of Bendis's books do, because I can't just recap the conversations going on here. But it's very cool. It's very... Like, wow, that's not the type of thing that would have happened with supporting cast back in the day. It's kind of neat. Miles is pissed, goes out riding to Spider-Man. Some missiles blow up next to him, tries to use all his powers, uh, cannot evade all the missiles, and ends up on the wrong side of a Tommy gun sporting Hammerhead. Yeah. Because Hammerhead is coming to get Miles Morales uh, on the behalf of one black cat. Ain't no hammer like a hammerhead, because a hammerhead don't stop. Right. All right. On to Spider-Woman number seven. Spider-Woman. This is part seven of Spider-Women. I love Spider-Women. So good. It's just been such a nice, like, it feels different than any crossover I've ever read because, I'm going to put it this way. There's usually during events, it's just so go, 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 and that everyone's in the same scene. So you imagine them just being, all right, in this place, and then we have to run over here, and then we have to run over here. Spider-Woman is the type of event where it's okay for the heroines to, like, run home for a little bit. 
they're dealing with all their stuff. Yeah. And all the all the things that they're doing are in service to the overall story yeah, too. Which I just, is brilliant. I don't know. I just there's something about when they were all at Gwen's house and like yeah. kicking back, having a couple beers, and here where Spider Woman has to go home to check on her kid. Yep. Like the fact that there's room for that in this story just made it feel so different. It made it feel almost like more ground level. Like these are real people. Like it, it reminded me of like the Netflix shows where it's not just running around, running around, running around. It's running around, dealing with a case, running around, dealing with my home life. It's just, it was very, very well-rounded. Yes. I'm done. Yes. Uh, For now. This is written by Dennis Hopeless, art by Joel Jones, Lorenzo Ruggiero, and Rochelle Rosenberg. Uh, and it opens up with Jessica Drew finally getting home after being stuck in the other universe. She's here. She has to, uh, she's apologizing to uh, Porcupine, Roger, who is her babysitter. Uh, and surprise, Jesse Drew is waiting right. for her. Jesse Drew being the version of her from Spider-Woman Gwen Stacy's universe, Earth-65. Uh, Jesse Drew is a dude, uh, but a dude that looks exactly like Jessica Drew if Jessica Drew was a dude. Or a dude. You get it. You yeah. know what I'm talking no, about. Totally. Makes um, sense. It's terrific. There's some really interesting stuff. There's uh, the, the great bit of dialogue around you know, Roger. They're trying to dance around the situation. And then, boom, it's like... Fight, 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 fight. Jesse versus Jessica. Really fun stuff. Uh, they pause when uh, Jessica's baby wakes up. Now, am I crazy? Maybe. Is this the first reveal of the baby's name? I believe it is. I believe it is. We get the baby's name on like the third, second or third page, mm -hmm. which was cool. Or that's a swerve. We'll find out in the future. But uh, super fun stuff. Uh, Spider Gwen... I'll call her Spider Gwen for ease. Uh, she has for gone ease. off. Uh, she has gone off and done some research. She is at Fact Channel and she figures out what Jesse Drew's story is. She gets the scoop, and it's just it's really fun. Uh, and I like that these aren't just like unending fight stories either. Yep. It's like there's logic. There's they're talking things through and getting to different places in these that make a lot of sense. A lot of punctuation in between the letters. Sure. And words. Yes. Oh, Spidey, number six. The Armored Avenger teams up with Spidey. That's right. Iron Man is in this issue of Spidey. It's written by Robbie Thompson. The art is by Andre Lima Rojo. And I love it. I love this issue of Spidey so much. It starts off with... Peter Parker trying to get up the courage to ask Gwen Stacy to the Winter Formal. The narration that Robbie does just gets me. I, I just this is exactly how I felt when I was a teenager and trying to approach girls and trying to do stuff. I, it just rings very true. Uh, but the thing that did not happen to me was I did not put on a costume, become Spider-Man, mm. and go fight the Vulture. I think you're just saying that because you well, want to protect I, your family. Or, well, I did put on a costume and dress up as Spider-Man. I just didn't do anything with it. I was mm. just, you know, walking around the house. That's um, he goes up against the Vulture, who's kind of tweaked his appearance here. But I love it. Uh, I love the way Orojo draws this stuff. And then Iron Man shows up. So we've got... Iron Man doing the misunderstanding and then team up thing with Spider-Man. Uh, the dialogue is so witty. It's great. Um, Spider-Man asks Iron Man's advice. He goes, hey, you know, you work for Tony Stark. What do you know about picking up girls? <laughs> and then Iron Man is just like, what? Is this is this really happening to it's me? It's great because it's like a 15-year-old kid asking like a 30-year-old dude yeah. like, 
Give me advice with yeah. uh, with girls. Do you watch The Americans? I don't. Ah, oh, ah, oh, you're killing me. I'm sorry. That's like I'm sorry. The, such a great show. I, I, I should catch up on it. Oh. I watched a little bit of the first season. Oh. I don't know. I'm so upset out. right now. All right. <laughs> I know you can tell with your, oh, 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 the oh. Americans. Come oh. on. Oh. Go watch it. But uh, no, that's great. Spidey keeps asking Iron Man if he's an Avenger. Iron Man keeps saying no. We turn back around to the Peter and Gwen stuff. I just love this book. This book was as close to a, as perfectly done comic as you're going to find this week. It was just one off. Open and shut case, great guest star, great villain. The art is gorgeous. The uh, wit is there. The serious stuff is there. Great, great stuff from the Spidey team. I got, I had one of those like great rare moments, great rare moments where mm. I kind of got lost reading it. And, mm. Like I was just fully engulfed. You were in. I was in. And by the end, I was like, wait, I was just reading a comic. I was like so yeah. into the story. It was so locked into that. It's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right. On to Squadron Supreme, number seven, written by James Robinson, art by Leonard Kirk and Paolo Villanelli, Paul Neary and Mark Deering, Frank Martin and Guru FX. Um, we've got continuing to see the story of Dr. Spectrum having a little chit chat with Black Bolt, who helped to destroy her planet, and Toro, who is working with Black Bolt. And uh, there's this great, you know, back and forth. Uh, and so Dr. Spectrum casually talks about murdering uh, her team, yep. murdering Namor. No big. And it's great, because like, Toro's like, wait, what? That was my friend. I've been friends with him for like 80 years. Yeah. What's going on? Uh, Poor Toro. Yeah, yeah he's... Phew, rough uh but you get to see them throw down there's this whole cool situation that they're engulfed in with these it's like this secret organization that has uh different alien races together on earth it's really really interesting stuff but we get to shoot over to hyperion who is you know on the road again on that road i'm surprised he didn't run into uh deadpool and the mercs for money right on that open road that yeah. would be great that would be fun hyperion just like comes and honks his horn and mm -hmm. keeps going uh, but he gets to Fallon, Nevada, and uh, tries. It does a really sweet, like weird, creepy thing to impress a girl. Uh, who girl? Who's he doing again? He he goes. She's like, oh, this coffee is oh, terrible. Right, 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 I right. love this kind of coffee. Yep. And he's like, I'll be right back. I have some in my truck. Yeah. Creeper. Uh, it's great. Uh, then we go over to see what Nighthawk is up to. It's and never good. Yeah. Uh, we got two Nighthawks in this issue. Two Nighthawks for the price of one. You can't beat that kind of value. No, and a little uh, little tease. Next week we'll be talking about Nighthawk number one. Oh, a lot of Nighthawk. Which wow. is fantastic. It is, it is something. It, it is a happening. I, oh boy, yeah, loved it. We got a lot to say. Right now we got a lot to say about Star-Lord number seven, written by Sam Humphreys, art by Javier Garon. Garon. Colors by Antonio Fabella. Cover by Deadpool supporting character Mike Hawthorne. <laughs> um, we've got Rocket and Groot playing some sort of, well, I think they're playing a Weird World game, which that, makes sense. That's what it looked like to yeah, me. Yeah, so it's all Weird World characters. They have Weird World the board game. Hopefully we'll have that here at some point. I would kill for that. And they are not, uh, they're not paying attention because Star-Lord and Kitty Pride have been kidnapped by the Collector, who's putting on his own special talk show, his own version of Oprah or Sally Jesse Raphael. Um, and I, we've talked back. about Sally Jesse Raphael on the show before, I think. I don't know. I feel like if we, we did. haven't, we did now. But the studio audience is composed of. Oh, and this studio audience is a bunch of great characters. Did you notice like Dirk Anger's in there? Yeah. Uh, Dupe, Dirk Dupe. Anger, 
Um, Star Fox is in there, I believe. Yeah. I'm looking at it upside down, so it's a little yeah. tough. Some of the some of the characters from uh, Technet. Uh, yeah, the, was that the, the Excalibur, Excalibur team? Yep. So great. Aside from all that, they are a captive audience. Collector wants to know why Peter and Kitty broke up. He is not afraid to use electrocution to try to encourage them in that direction. Peter and Kitty decide that they can stall him long enough to figure something out. So he brings in a troop of scrolls he has, a group of scroll performers, and they reenact whatever Peter and Kitty said happened. They have very differing opinions. Peter hurts Kitty's feelings really badly. Uh, it makes me sad because I really like this couple. And uh, Collector makes an offer to Kitty to try to sway her to his side. Make her and, an offer. Yeah. She can't refuse. And Groot and Rocket are no help whatsoever. No. At all. Zero. All right. On to last book of the week is Uncanny Avengers number nine. Written by, can you guess, can you guess, Jerry Duggan. Yep. I think this is, what, the third Jerry Duggan book? Second. Mm, second. Only the second? Yeah, because Colin Bunn wrote the other Deadpool book. Oh, that's Which right. probably what tripped you up. Yes. Uh, so we got Double Duggan this week. Double Duggan. And uh, this, he wrote it, Pepe Larraz, on art, colors by David Curiel. Great art by Pepe Larraz. I was about to, Pepe Larraz. Gotten a lot better. It's just it was incredible. already pretty good, but gotten a lot better. And it was on, he was on Canaan uh, mm -hmm. most recently. He is a really good, like, actor being yeah. able to portray emotion and expression especially in characters faces it is incredible also one of there's a character in here who looks like one of the beagle boys yeah from uh ducktales for sure which made me really happy i mean let's be honest it's a human version of the beagle boys i mean it's not a beagle you know yeah. close enough uh, but I love that. Uh, but the big thing here, the big deal, is the return of Honk Pym. Honk Pym. Honk Pym. He comes back. Spoilers. He was killed, seemingly. Seemingly. In Rage of Ultron. Which I still haven't gotten to read. Uh, you read that? I read parts of it. Um, yeah. Why? Because we don't get the hardcovers. We don't covers, get the hardcovers. And so we don't get to read them. I asked uh, if we had extras. We didn't. But you could get it on the Marvel app. Oh, good. Yeah. I Great. think uh, you have a full subscription, so you get of everything. Course. Yeah. You get everything. There it is. Anyway, uh, we get to see Hank Pym come back to Earth, uh, and the Avengers are like, oh, crap. What's going on? Yeah. You died. We had a whole thing, and the Avengers roll in to talk to him and seemingly like getting ready to have to put him down if need but be. But I love Hank Pym's reaction to an Avengers team that includes Deadpool and Cable. Where he's just kind of like, uh, what? Yeah. I'm supposed to listen to you guys? Yeah, he's like, it wasn't that long ago that they were wanted terrorists. Yeah. Uh, and then Cap's like, hey, jerk, this is the Unity Squad. U-N-I-T-Y. Unity! Find out what it means to me. Yep. Uh, and so they're like, hey, we want you to come out of that suit, uh, let us scan you, or else. And yep. Hank's like, okay. And then it's really gross and really weird, and it's like, dang, yo. Uh, but it's fun. We'll see where this goes. Hank is explaining the situation. Everybody's like, well, kind of, I guess we're going to have to deal with this. Uh, and, of course, big stuff that when they have to reveal it to Jenna Van Dyne. Mm -hmm. uh, and we'll see where this goes. Also, great little cameo by Stan Lee. Yeah. Nice job, Stan. Yep. Okay. Twim of the week, twim of the week, twim of the week. Do, 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 do. I think I'm going to pick Deadpool Last Days of Magic number one. Good pick. Good pick. Um, hmm, it's a two-spider race for me. Um, or. Or what? 
Or we also have Civil War Two number zero. Civil War Two number zero is high up there for me. But I loved Spidey so much. Yeah. How many of Spidey yeah. did you pick? Do it. Uh, Spider Women also great. Yeah. Spider Man also anything with a spider in it was good this week. Yeah. Recently on another episode we had the discussion about kids comics. What's great for kids? Spidey. Spidey. Perfect it, for kids. For all ages. Yeah. I mean, it's one of our picks of the week. For and we us. are adultish human yeah. men tending that way. Yeah. So that direction. we love it, but it's yeah. a book that I would, without question... Fun for the whole family. Yeah, I would give it to a, a two-year-old, yeah. uh, a, a puppy. I would give it to one of those parrots that talks. Oh, yeah. I would give it to, uh, you know... An uh, emu. A Gila monster. Yeah. You know, any of them. Any of them. They can all enjoy Spidey. It's the universal thing. Yes. Uh, collections on sale this week. All New Inhumans Volume 1, Global Outreach. Avengers K, Volume 1, Avengers vs. Ultron. Howard the Duck, Volume 1, Duck Hunts. Love it. Marvel Universe, All New Avengers Assemble, Volume 4, Digest. Mighty Thor, Volume 1, Thunder in Her Veins. That's in hardcover. Silk, Volume 1, Sinister. Sarran, New Universe, Volume 1. Star Wars, Kanan, Volume 2, First Blood, Part 1. Not really. X-Men, The Rise of Apocalypse. <laughs> uh, I think Avengers K is the Korean comic. I think so. That we, we did with, um, I think it was with Line. Uh, we worked with a group in Korea. I was in a bunch of meetings about this. They did some really cool stuff. And I, if, I'm, if I'm correct, I believe this is where White Fox comes from. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, so it's super cool. It, and it's a totally different style, but definitely something to check out. Mm-hmm. Uh, digital comics on sale this week. We've got the books we've talked about, as well as Daredevil, Punisher, Seventh Circle, Infinite Comic number six, plus tons of stuff on the app, including Amazing Spider-Man Family one through eight, Dark Avengers Ares one through three, Eternals one through nineteen from the original '70s run, Eternals Annual number one, Further Adventures of Cyclops and Phoenix. Now it's the Further Adventures, yeah, not the original Adventures. No. Uh, Ghost Rider Danny Ketch, 1 through 5. Rise of Apocalypse, 1 through 4. That's from 1996. Spitfire and the Troubleshooters, number 5. Starbrand, 1 through 10. Starbrand Annual, number 1. X-Men Forever 2, 1 through 16. And X-Men Forever Alpha, number 1. Collections on sale on the app. All New Inhumans, Volume 1, Global Outreach. Avengers K, Book 1, Avengers vs. Ultron. Howard the Duck, Volume 1, Duck Hunt. Marvel Universe, All New Avengers Assemble, Volume 4, Mighty Thor, Volume 1, Thunder in Her Veins, Silk, Volume 1, Sinister, Star Brand, New Universe, Volume 1, Star Wars Canon, Volume 2, First Blood, X-Men, The Rise of Apocalypse, then also Black Panther by Jack Kirby, Volume 1, Hulk, Volume 6, World War Hulks, Iron Man, War of the Iron Men, Marvel Universe, Avengers Assemble, Volume 1, Punisher War Journal, Jigsaw, and Vengeance of the Moon Knight, Volume 1, Shock and Awe. Mm-hmm. Freshly digitized on Marvel Unlimited, we've got Captain America, Sam Wilson, number 3, Deadpool, number 2, Extraordinary X-Men, number 2, Kanan, number 8, Marvel Universe, Avengers Assemble, Season 2, number 13, Mighty Thor, number 1, Spider-Gwen, number 2, Spider-Man 2099, number 3, Squadron Sinister, number 4, Thor's number four, Ultimates number one, Uncanny Avengers number two, Web Warriors number one, then X Men issues 39 through 45, 48 and 49, 51 and 52, 64 through 70, and 91. 
And X-Men Origins Sabretooth number one, X-Men Unlimited number 26. Now, although a lot of people have been getting excited with all this X-Men stuff getting added and saying, oh, God, you guys can finally do Executioner's Song, but we're still missing three issues of X-Force, so keep the dream alive. Yeah. Once we get those three X-Force issues, we will be on it like white on rice. I feel like... Or brown on rice. Th- we're we're going to have to have those. Because eventually there's like going to be way. something bigger happening with X-Force. We're yeah. going to have to fill in those, those... It's true. Those runs. Saving them for a rainy day. Yeah. Uh, all right, Ben, we're going to go to news right now. And now, from Marvel headquarters, it's This Week in Marvel News. Okay, time for the news. In comics, Ryan, you've heard of uh, Zoom Zooms, right? Was a Huma? Zoom zooms. Zoom zoom and a boom boom shake shake your rump. Zoom zooms are these adorable little toy doll things that are huge all across the world. They've made Marvel zoom zooms and now we're going to have a Marvel zoom zoom comic. It's spelled T-S-U-M if you're curious and Jacob Chabot is going to be writing it. So you know it's going to be excellent. Uh, We have more info with that on the site. Uh, Zoom zoom is a a mobile game from Disney. That also. Disney zoom zoom is... uh, Super cute, super fun, mm-hmm. super addictive. And in uh, in Japan, Marvel Tsum Tsum is all the rage right yep. now. So get a taste with the uh, comic coming this August. And speaking of games, we've got a lot of debuts going on in our various mobile games. Crossbones is now in Contest of Champions. The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. have come to LEGO Marvel's Avengers. Team Iron Man from Civil War all got upgrades, new costumes, and Future Fight. And War Machine will be touching down in Marvel Puzzle Quest. Man. That's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just a reminder, new episodes of Thwip every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. I saw we got some positive uh, reactions for one Ben J. Morris. Yeah, and I, my agent has not been contacted to bring me back yet. You know, at some point. Make the people starve. We'll see. We'll starve see. Starve them out. Uh, plenty more to come. We're going to kick it over to Strami and the Wolfman for their bit. It's the West Coast, show me and the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, show me and the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, show me and the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, baby. Yeah. Hello there, this weekend, Marvelites. This is Marvel.com editor Mark Strom, joined by Marvel.com assistant editor Patrick Cavanaugh. For another thrilling installment of Whoa. the Strom and the Wolfman show, starring the Wolfman and Stromy. I almost uh, fell backwards in my chair there that was that that's the noise you, you heard so if you're ever curious what strummy almost sawing almost falling backwards in chair sounds like that's what it sounds like what we got going on this week patrick we we, we, don't have, we, we wrapped season three of shield the heartbreaking fallen agent uh season finale uh since by the time you're listening to us, it probably will have only been a couple of days since the events of that episode. We won't spoil anything too much. Uh, we did have a chat with three of the stars of the show and two of the executive producers for the final installment of This Week in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for the season. So if you're curious how uh, the events of the season finale shook out, um, you can tune in for that. Is that a hint? Shook out, quake. Nope. Shook. I wasn't quake. Wasn't trying to be punny there. Anyway, uh, so check that out. Um, I w- I was personally offended that anytime anyone tweeted out a pun from the Marvel handle, people would say, "Are you channeling Brett Dalton?" Like Brett Dalton's the only person who's allowed to 
make puns on the net. Well, he kind of he kind of does own that when it comes to the Agents of Shield live tweeting. He owns wordplay. Yes, when it comes to live tweeting. Well, consider that my resignation <laughs> from ever live tweeting Shield. Um. All right, so you can uh, check all that out. We have, of course, our regular recap of the episode. Um, and other than that, oh, we do have some additional Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. news. Of course, we told you a while back that uh, it was renewed for a season four. But ABC just had their upfronts, and they showed off their new schedule. And uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. shifting time slots a little bit. They will now be on at 10 p.m. 9 central 10 9 central on tuesday nights still tuesdays just moving to 10 9 central um what what was it on the first season first season was 8 7 central seasons two and three were 9 8 central but it's always been tuesday always been tuesday um yeah i think that pretty much covers everything for agents of shield of course we'll have you know some more news for you well not too soon, but soonish. I mean, season four isn't that far away when you really think about it. Um, of course, Marvel's Captain America: Civil War still in theaters. Go check it out. It was number one again this uh, past weekend. Um, and worth knowing, this past weekend's box office pushed the Marvel Cinematic Universe franchise over ten billion dollars total worldwide. So, congratulations to everyone over there working on. Those films, and none of them listen to this. Well, uh, I think I think that's I think that's pretty much it. Who listens to this podcast, Patrick? I don't know. We have one coworker who listens to it, Brian Crosby. What's up, Cros? Good old Cros, and Raph A B and DJ Fanko. No, I'm talking about people that work at Marvel. Don't they work here? I figured that's why they were listening. It's because they worked here. <laughs> They're the designated podcast listeners. Um, speaking of DJ Fanko, who we know joins in and Twim URC every week, um, will we be doing? You you had to decide. Will we be doing our Modox Eleven next week? Or yeah, week good old Mock Doc. When when are we doing it, Patrick? Is it next week or the week after? The week after. Okay, so in two weeks we will have our. Uh, West Coast edition. June of 1st? June 1st is a Wednesday. Uh, Something like that. 31st, June 2nd, we will have our uh, podcast. We're doing Supervillain Team Up, Modox 11. Um, classic series. I Modoc blocked Ryan. That is one of the primary reasons why I chose this, because I was so surprised that Ryan hadn't yet. And so I decided to troll him and take it for ourselves so tune in for that i think that's everything we got no new animation this week right patrick nope nope i mean you can tune in maybe it is i don't think it is well you might as well tune in just to be safe do you want to do you want to regale me with a 10 minute long story about a kid puking in bob's big boy no no i already told that story on this podcast yeah to harrison but not to me i want to hear it so listen to the podcast All right, we'll wrap you up and send you back to New York. Thank you all for listening, as always. Wish you a splendid first weekend, splendid first hour week. Uh, chat with you in seven more days. Uh, until then, I apologize for the Wolfman.
And now welcome to This Week in Marvel, our very special guest! All right, we got our boys, Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian in the yes. house. Mm-hmm. Greetings and salutations. Hi. <laughs> what comics are you guys reading right now? Marvel comics. Right, I'm, I'm, uh, just, I'm still stuck on the Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Kanan and Darth Vader, yeah. Do you know we just announced that Darth Vader is ending? I did not. Yeah. Wow. I just read yeah. it on Twitter literally seconds ago. Broke his heart on the air. Yep. I'll be, I'll be over there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously Chris Daniels will. Um... The top stuff, I read pretty much everything, but like the stuff that's really catching my eye is Vision mm-hmm. by Tom yeah. King. Uh, Illuminati is really cool. Um, I'm looking forward. Uh, the new Punisher book that just came out was really cool, and I really dug Thunderbolts. I want to see what happens with that. I, it was I thought it was an interesting. First of all, the whole standoff thing, the whole standoff uh, arc and miniseries, et cetera, or whatever you or crossover as you'd call it. Um, I really enjoyed the idea of the character of Kobik and mm-hmm. where that character is going to go on. Uh, and now seeing her in Thunderbolts, I thought was pretty neat. Little, uh, little surprise. So the end I'm, of I'm the first issue. That's like. Oh yeah, the end of the first issue is <laughs> tremendous. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> tremendous. What a twist! Yes, uh, Frankie. Did you get to read the most recent issue of Darth Vader yet? No, not yet. Okay. No. It has the the origin of Triple Zero and BT, the the droids. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's incredible. Really? Yeah. I can't wait to hear what you think because we we just read it. Uh, it was the last, last week, so it was just it's been cool. This week. Yeah. This Seems is like, when this we're is, recording it. Is this that's week. right? When we're airing it is last week. Here's behind the curtain, everyone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we are now in yeah. the future. Yeah. <laughs> So you guys both saw Captain America Civil War. Yes. And we brought you here to get your expert opinion on it um, as mo- as avid moviegoers and pop culture mavens. Okay. What did wow. you think? I, I dug it. I saw it for the first time last night, which whenever this airs will be a week. Weeks ago. Moved. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Chris had seen it previously. I think the day came out. And, and I it's, it's one of those movies just it's I think it's just. You know, some movies play specifically towards, you know, more hardcore comic book fans, and uh, some are just, you, you literally have to know nothing about comics or even these characters to enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great. I loved it. It was great just seeing, you know, I was, I'm always a fan of seeing that many different characters on screen at the time, and just the, the title itself, Civil War, and just the little kid in me. You know, seeing like, uh, you know, seeing Spidey with these guys yeah. finally, and seeing. Oh, you're a huge Spider-Man. Yeah, I like Spider-Man, yeah. and I'm, I was always a Hulk guy. So yeah. just the thought of seeing Hulk and Spider-Man on camera could together, happen. Exactly, I'm really psyched about that, and I was really, I really dug seeing what they did with Black Panther, and uh, like I said, just putting myself out of just being any type of fan, just being that little kid watching the movie. I thought it was great. It's, the story was really well done. Um, really explained a lot, and uh, just a, a great, a great movie for the. You know, summer popcorn movie-going audience and the hardcore comic book fans. I think it serves both, you know, both both those audiences. Now, Chris, you did not like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> <laughs> incorrect, <laughs> incorrect. I dug it. I, if you, anyone that follows me on my Twitter, the day I went and saw it, I said, uh, I believe the quote was, "There weren't enough f and swear words, capital letters and capital letters, and emojis to express my." Uh, appreciation and love for that movie. I and literally the scene at the airport, I found myself grinning like a child, like like I was seeing Santa Claus, and that <laughs> whole scene and just watching the whole thing unfold. I uh, it was it was amazing. And as a guy who, I feel like I'm, 
obviously not as uh, in depth as Tom or the the two of you in terms of like that's Tom uh, Brevoort from last Tom week's Brevoort. episode. Well, Tom Tom Brevoort from Marvel. Let's just say that. Um, uh, I I don't feel like I've got that depth of knowledge and that depth of memory. But I mean, knowing how I felt reading the original Civil War miniseries and then seeing how they sort of streamlined it and kept certain themes from the book and uh, but made it a much more accessible story for people that don't necessarily know uh, Civil War the comic book uh, making it available through the cinematic universe I thought it was a, a brilliant a brilliant way of like keeping those themes and keeping the idea of Civil War and introducing it in, in the cinematic universe I thought it was outstanding can we talk about Marissa Tomei and oh let's talk about Marissa <laughs> Tomei what were we talking about that was there was my there... wife was a little bit disturbed that Marissa Tomei was playing Aunt May <laughs> I know because just she's... because she's a bit young <laughs> and to be she's Aunt May. still really hot yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. she's not I mean she's what she's, she's in her 50s she's in her 50s she's absolutely in her 50s right exactly Wow, which which is a completely it's going to be a different dynamic for that movie, I think, just because Aunt it's May gotta be. has always been the uh, doddering. Well, know. just the elderly. I mean, even I was trying to t- I was trying to give him. I was talking to Frankie last night about um, Ultimate Spider-Man, and the I couldn't think of an actress uh, equivalent of the way they portrayed Aunt May because she was like silver-haired, but it, mm-hmm. like my first thought was Helen Mirren, but even a younger Helen Mirren. Uh, was the way that they portrayed her. And I thought, if you're going to update it, because that was sort of the the age frame of Spider-Man that I think Tom Holland is going to play, that ultimate still in high school, obviously still in high school. Um, so it was weird, and I think that was what we're all feeling. It was weird that Tom is the high school Spider-Man, but Aunt May is actually like, you're not supposed you know, to think Aunt May is years older than You're not or, supposed to think Aunt yeah, May is exactly. hot. Well, yeah. Let's just put it out there. I loved it. Tony Stark <laughs> punch a clock with her in the yeah, camera. Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. Man. I, I dug it. Good. Your wife great. just doesn't know what she's talking about. I well, I find I uh, this is why I argue with her. Look who she's, look she's, she's married wrong. to. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, it's true. Her, her decision making. Her decision making yeah. has been questioned. That's why I don't. I don't trust any decisions my wife makes. Exactly. Gentlemen, you just wrapped up a fun bunch of shows with some New Japan dudes and Ring of Honor. Where what else is up for the addiction? Just wrapped up Global Wars. Uh, a bunch of the stars in New Japan came over. We had shows in Chicago, Detroit, Toronto, and New York City. And on uh, the show in Detroit, your favorite tag team, Marvel's favorite tag team, The Addiction. Mm-hmm. The world's favorite tag team. Well, of course. Yeah. Uh, we regained the World Tag Team Championships of the World. So all is right with the world yep. again. Thank God. Uh, yep. You're welcome. Yeah. And uh, and uh, that's it for Ring of Honor shows in May. And we got a bunch of stuff coming up in June. We got our best in the world pay per view. Nice. Our, our annual summer pay per view. And that's coming from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina this year. That's right. And we've got uh, some live events uh, Indianapolis, Collinsville, Illinois coming up on the road to best in the world. Mm-hmm. And um, we will be defending those titles. We're not sure who yet. Yeah. But doesn't, whoever they are, really just bet against them because yeah, they'll be wrestling matter. us. We've had some looks walking around the office with those titles. We might have it's to defend great. them on our way out the door. Yeah, we'll so see if you guys can get out of here. We're, yeah. we're fighting champions, so yeah. I think Adri Cohen is looking for a partner right now to try and take <laughs> us on. But I, I told her that's not a good idea. Yeah, Fair enough. Where are fans going to find you on social media? I am uh, the difficult Twitter handle of at Frankie Kazarian. 
And uh, I also have an Instagram that I'm trying to get more active on, but I'm a terrible, terrible Instagram user. And that's <laughs> Frankie Kazarian underscore official for all those fake Frankie Kazarian. Instagram all you pseudo Frankies. Yeah. Uh, I am at the much shorter tag at FAC Daniels. And I also have a underused Instagram account, F.A. Christopher Daniels, which stands at one post at this point. So I, have to, I, I'm telling you, I have yeah, to do to one more post. I'm going to go for a monthly post. For a while, I had a post of uh, my pictures. I had three pictures on there. I had a picture of the Bill of Rights. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> of yes. course. Because I was in a grumpy, surly mood and going, Bleh! and it was something like, oh, we don't even believe in these anymore. And then I had a picture of the weather comparison on like where I was in Winnipeg and where I came from in California mm-hmm. on fascinating stuff. I can't imagine why people wouldn't want to see it. And then probably like a picture of me drinking a beer in a sky club. Like, so I, I've gotten a, lo- I've gotten a lot better. I've gotten a lot. Yeah. That's my <laughs> life in a nutshell. I've gotten a lot better. So, so don't lose faith in me. Stick around everybody. <laughs> it's going to pick up. The on best Instagram. is the best is yet to come. All right. All right. Thank you. Boys. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for joining us yeah, guys. Buddy. Quick reminder, you guys, you've got a Twim URC. It's Supervillain Team Up, Modox 11. If uh, Mark and Patrick didn't talk about it, they want you to read it and then hit them up with comments. They'll be doing the next Twim URC. That's not next us. Week. Should be next week. Patrick told me it could get delayed, but I said they would keep me on top of it. <sighs> Typical Wolfman. Yeah, classic Wolfman. You know? He's going on vacation. He wasn't sure if they'd be able to get it done in time. How dare he? But right now, we got your questions and comments. You can hit us up on Twitter using the hashtag this week in marvel spell it all out or you can email us at twimpodcasts at marvel.com we accept everything both ways and opening it up we've got connor becker random question where are the eternals and did they make it to all new all different marvel when is the last time we saw the eternals we saw kari not too long ago in Mm -hmm. um invaders all new invaders that's right icarus icarus right akari whatever Whatever his name is. Um, <laughs> yeah, All New Invaders would be the last place to saw the Eternal. Yeah, yeah, James Robinson was playing around with them, which makes me think it would not be unheard of for them to show up in, say, Squadron Supreme. Yeah. That I might mean, be a like, logical place know. for them to turn up. Did they make it to All New, All Different Marvel? They didn't not make it, as far as we know. <laughs> um, you know, it wasn't like there was a... The buses were pulling up, and we were seeing the characters and piling off. I was like, nah, I don't know about them. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. no, no, all new, all different. Impossible Man? What's was that doing? Impossible Man? No, Molecule, Molecule Man. Man. <laughs> I wish Impossible Man Impossible was, Man. was part of was, all yeah, new. Yeah, that's all I got. Uh, Daniel Willis, the Dandy Man. Moon Knight is so good. Seriously, we need to see Moon Knight over on the Netflix side of the MCU soon. A lot of people say that. The Dandy Man. Don DJ Fanko says Black Panther was marvelous in Civil War. Great job by Chadwick Boseman. Everything I wanted from the character. Make sure you catch Chadwick Boseman if you've never seen him before on Ask Marvel this week. Whole oh, yeah. new, a whole new side of Chadwick Boseman. That's terrific. Um, I also thoroughly enjoyed Maria Stark singing a song from the Fantastics. The Fantastics is one of my favorite musicals, and Hope Davis did the, jump, did the number justice. Fun fact, the Fantastics has been playing for, like, the whole time we've been here down the street from us. Oh, yeah? At the Jerry Orbach Theater. Uh-huh. Um, I, went to, I went to it there because one, a friend of mine was in the Fantastics. It was him and Nick Carter's little brother, Aaron Carter. 
and I now remember the song. Um, but yeah, you can go down to where the subway is, literally the subway as well as the restaurant subway, and see the Fantastics. <laughs> so there you go. Um, also, there's a wrestling team called the Fantastics. Yes, there was a wrestling team called the Fantastics. Bobby Fulton and Tommy Rogers. Tommy Rogers, R.I.P. Oh yeah. Uh, all right. On to Haywood HWView. He said uh, he had a pick of the week that was Avengers Standoff Omega. Love it. It featured the return of a cosmic hero and gave Bucky a new job. Bucky's just piling up the jobs. You know, he's like, I got so much work to do. Yeah. Uh, when do we know when we'll see uh, Quasar again? We will see Quasar upcoming soon. <laughs> in, uh, I believe, one of the Captain America titles. Okay. I'm, I'm excited. I yes. want to see more. There's There are Quasar plans. Cool. Uh, Hayward says, love all the Civil War, the Captain America Civil War tie-ins and all the Marvel games right now. Yep. Across uh, the board. You know, we, we aim to please. Um, where else are we? He says, uh, this week's pick is so obvious. It's Captain so America obvious. Civil War, the best film in the MCU so far. Ooh, high praise. Indeed. And then lastly, he says his pick was all new, all different Avengers number nine, like the new Wasp and Jarvis getting some more focus. Nice. Yeah. Jamie Lynn Vest says, listening to This Week in Marvel and Mr. Silver Scott, who's one of the property bros, is Team Iron Man and I'm Team Cap. This is an issue when you're Team Jonathan, LOL. LOL. Jim Radloff says, interesting how when the Civil War comics came out, I was totally Team Cap, but with the movie, I am for Iron Man. Hmm. Hmm. Wonder what arguments swayed you? Let us know, Jim. Yeah, Jody, as Frodo. Uh, hold on a second. Jody's mm. Twitter name is Tolkien Fan Forever. I feel like I need to be best friends with Jody. Hmm. The end. Mm-hmm. As Frodo Baggins would say, uh, fits with the Twitter name. Uh, Civil War was dope, yo. Hundred percent accurate. Classic Frodo. Loved it. Ready for the next one. Kyle Charles, Johnny Timbals, Power Man and Iron Fist is my jam. My jam. I'm really going to miss Angela, Queen of Hell. The last issue was amazing, but really sad. Yeah. We miss Angela, too. Um, I will say we will see Angela sooner than later. Um, there are plans for her. Cool, cool. Big plans. What a crazy twist at the end of the latest issue of Daredevil. It's banana pants crazy. That is the highest level of crazy. I know. Can you imagine banana pants? Banana pants. What a bizarre concept. Squadron Supreme is filled with many, so many twists. I love it. Pleasant Hill was super crazy banana pants. Amazing. Uh, Just throwing out banana pants. I, I will nothing. say that Kyle says Pleasant Hill was super crazy banana pant. Oh. There's no it's, pant. So it's it like, is like singular a pat, Like pant. a Pat Patterson deal there. Um, a Terminator, a Star Trek, and a Star Wars reference all in one issue of Venom. Awesome. And then simply, this could be the tweet of the week, simply, Sam Wilson went to the bone zone. Simply the best. Went to the bone zone. Simply the best. Truly. All new Thunderbolts took a dark turn really quick. Yeah. Yeah. Civil War 2 started off with a bang. Poor character who died. I won't say who, as I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, that would be in the free comic book day issue. Um, stay tuned. See what happens. Maybe they're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Another awesome issue of Uncanny X-Men. Crap is about to go down. Man. Yeah. All right. Neek Beltran says, After four years of listening to Twim AVX podcast when I needed something funny, I read the story. Huh. It all makes sense now. Oh, that's nice. Well, look. 
we appreciate you listening even without having that's the highest compliment to to listen to the podcast without actually knowing the source material for sure fantastic for sure raf ab says uh so agent m uh blamed me on this week of marvel for sending him a periscope video of ryan stegman drawing gambit uh yes i probably did that makes sense uh, mm-hmm. The enemy in Star Wars, the comics, kills criminals in prison. Very punishery, in Raph's opinion. Wonder who's behind the mask. What if it was the Punisher? Wouldn't, Dude, that, wouldn't that be crazy? That would be amazing. That would be amazing. I'd be so into that. It's not the Punisher. Oh. Uh, let's see. Raph says, this is Marvel, your unicorn. Thanks to Wolfman for this awesome new catchphrase. <sighs> Damn more, it. More reasons not to listen to their section. Come on, you got to put a lockdown on your people. I'm, I'm, I do my best. They're recording every week, aren't they? That's the best I can do. That's the best you can do? It's the best I can do. Okay. Just get them into the recording room. Uh, Raph says, I love that some of the WHIH videos are also talking about the TV side of the MCU. He says, you guys should do more vids like that for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We would like to do more vids like everything. We everything. We just need time, time people, and money, resources. And people. <laughs> if only we had everything. The new wasp is named Nadia, which means hope in Russian. Well done, Mark Wade. That is a pretty cool little yeah. uh, touch there. Neat. Thank you, Raph. Raph says, with all the sliding timeline and stuff, I'm surprised Dazzler is still a disco singer. She, she should be a DJ. Disco is still huge. Bro, disco, disco never dies. Yeah. You just don't feel it. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raph says, in Thwip, Agent M says, I'm Black Panther, and automated YouTube subtitles give, I'm Black Catherine. Aha! What is a Black Catherine? I don't know. It sounds awesome. It does. Uh, Raph says, was I the only one thinking of Moloids when Hive's uh, new and humans appeared, which are the primitives? Yeah, I was thinking of the alpha primitives. Yeah. Which is, which is what you're supposed to. They're the primitives, yeah. yeah. But still, I get the connection there from Raph. Sure, why not? Raph says, um... Pretty sure each time Stromy, Ben, and Agent M make a back-in-my-days voice, they impersonate Tom Brevoort. Not intentionally. Not at all. There's much reverence for Mr. Brevoort. Yeah. I was so excited that he remembered uh, my San Diego question last week. Uh, Raph says, he just learned that the U.S. president during the Civil War was James Buchanan. Mm. The whole movie of Captain America Civil War revolves around James Buchanan Barnes. Coincidence? Raph thinks not. Hmm. Hmm. I, I don't know. Or is it? Bum, bum, bum. Ricky Williams says, just watch the trailers for Captain America Civil War and comics or movie. I'm Team Cap, though I love Iron Man. You just watched the trailers? We're, I hope you've seen the yeah. movie by now. Yeah, Ricky, there's a man. lot that I don't want spoiled for you. Yeah, there's, there's, it should, you, it's in most theaters. You should be able to see it. Yeah. Uh, Riff Gemlin, any chance of a 75 years of Captain America with Peter Sanderson special? Funny you should mention that. We were just talking about potentially something this morning. So, Stay tuned. Yeah, it's hopefully in our heads we'll, as well. Hopefully we'll um, get that. For sure. Yeah, and more. Walking home from the clubs at Gran Canaria Pride with my phone on my shoulder listening to This Week in Marvel. Apparently I can't ditch it. What is Gran mm-hmm. Canaria yeah, Pride? Please send us more on that. Is that like a giant uh, like parade of canaries? Yeah, I hope so. I don't know. strung up. Sounds great. Ross Meyer says, Scarlet Witch number 7 was such a tearjerker. 
been catching up on Agent Carter Season 2. I read Operation Sin, but I want more Agent Carter comics. So do we all. Yes. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. number 5 was great. I like how you're incorporating the show to the MU. Ward's story is different, but good. Yeah, that, I love that. That, yeah, was, that was a neat great. Twist. And you saw um, Brett Dalton tweeted out a picture mm-hmm. from the comic, and he's like, uh, you know, Ward made his appearance in the comics. Look at those cheekbones. That's great. <laughs> it's really, really fun. I used to think Medusa and Johnny was a weird couple, but Uncanny and Humans number eight was a very touching issue. I love that issue so much. So good. RP67 says, oh yeah, the Cap movie. Let's go Team Iron Man and suck it, Team Cap. Whoa. Hey. Harsh but true. Look, I'm just reading this. Being real. Yeah. RP says, I checked out Illuminati. Illuminumi. Illuminumi. Illuminati number one on Marvel Limited. I must say, I liked it. Must you? You must. He says, damn you, James from S.H.I.E.L.D., now Ghost Rider, when will it end? Huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, so this is a reference. So RP is saying that Hellfire oh, right. in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because oh, right. at first... He thought uh, he was Gambit. Uh, he had the... He was, like, exploding the things. He was, It looked like he was kinetically charging them. Right. And then he had his chain, yeah. which is classic from the Secret Warriors Secret books. Warriors. Uh, but yes, yes. I get it. I get it. Uh, RP says... Um, he's just he's bummed that we won't get any more Agent Carter at least that we know of right now so such is life keep hope alive or keep Nadia alive if you're Russian oh. uh, learn uh, something hey 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 alright Simon Williams says just saw Marvel's Captain America Civil War one of Marvel's best movies to date I think Falcon stole every scene he was in. He does that. It would be cool if he got his own movie. He's fantastic. I would love a Falcon movie. Oh, man. Yeah. And uh, Anthony Mackie is just, like, incredible. Incredible. So, so, so good. Um, (laughs) This is a funny one. Simon says, "Uh, I hope this isn't a spoiler, but I'm glad that one thing I thought was going to happen in Civil War didn't happen. I think I know what you're talking about, and I am very glad as well. Yeah, me too. You don't know what I'm talking about, but I think I know what I'm talking about, which I think is what he might be talking about. I'm so excited. Yes. Uh, Simon says, Black Panther was one of my favorite parts of Civil War. Can we go ahead and put this movie out next month? It's not ready Probably wouldn't be as good if we did that. Yeah. A little bit of a rush job. Yeah. I'm going to let it simmer and work out and and be what it be. Give them the time they need. I think it's going to be incredible. Yes. Uh, he says, between the new comic and his appearance in Civil War, it's great to see Black Panther's rise in popularity. It's a great character, man. One of the best. Yeah. He says, Spider-Man will return. We just had to push back Black Panther and Captain Marvel's movies first. I think everyone will get a lot of, you know, good time on screen. It'll be fantastic. Uh, he says, every time someone cursed in Civil War, I was waiting for Steve to say, language. Doesn't do that anymore. There weren't that many curses, though. There were no. like three or there four, I there think. There Trip of the week for Simon was, uh, or for the week of May the 4th, was A-Force number 5. I think it was the pie scene that did it. It's always the pie scene that you does know? it. You know? And he says, honestly, wasn't expecting any bone zone action between those two characters you in know? Captain America number 9. Me neither, but I'm okay there, with but it. there it is. You know? There it, it is. If you're going to put two characters in the bone zone, it's not bad. Not bad. Um, Simon continues, says, Last page of Captain America number nine makes me curious where the story is going to go. Part of me hopes and fears it will be uh, a commentary on the Black Lives movement. That could be great or terrible depending on how it's handled. Um, and that that's the possibility of anything. Yep. But, um, but I think Nick's a smart guy. Show some faith in Nick. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's I think doing a pretty good job covering Wherever it goes, because I'm honest, I don't know exactly where it's going, but, you know. 
Well, we'll see. Uh, Simon shares uh, his lament for um, no current season three of Agent Carter, and he says, Twim of the week for May 11th, Black Panther number two. Is it too late to get Tanahasi <laughs> Coates to write the script for the movie? Uh, you know, I don't know if Tanahasi is maybe you know, uh, maybe he's consulting a screenwriter know. or yeah. anything like that, but he's pretty busy with everything else that he's doing. <laughs> um, I and. You know, I, I think they're they're amassing an amazing team right yeah. now. Certainly Ta-Nehisi's, uh Black Panther already is probably going to have an influence on any Black Panther we see in the future. I imagine. Let's see. Yeah. All right, we got one email from Deb. It says, hi, just have a couple of questions. One, do you think that with Civil War II starting, that somebody like Malkith the Accursed would want to control of whatever or whoever can predict the future to stop Thor or anybody else from discovering his plans? Or is this new Civil War just another convenient distraction so Malkith's plans can go forward unopposed? Um, I, my take is that Malekith doesn't even have to deal with this nonsense on him. Yeah, he, he has nothing to do with it. There's That's one realm. He's got himself dealing with nine other realms, potentially, mm-hmm. in you know what he's cooking up. Yep. Do you smell what Malekith is cooking? Yeah, it doesn't smell good. No. doesn't smell good, people. Question number two. Loki is my favorite comic book character. I have every issue of Loki, Agent of Asgard. When can I buy a print subscription for Vote Loki? And the book goes on sale in June, as Ryan notes here in the document. So it should be available for scri- subscription very, very soon. Yeah, Deb, I went and I asked uh, the folks in publishing to get a little in- insight. Uh, so they say, keep your eyes peeled to subscriptions.marvel.com if you want to get yourself a sub. You can also, and this is super helpful, so go to hungry. your local comic shop, if you have one, and say, hey, I would like to pre-order and subscribe to the lo- Vote Loki, Loki. series. Let them pull those issues for you every time they come out. That's a and that's super helpful. Just a just a tip. Super helpful. Just a tip. Just a tip. Uh, super helpful for anyone who wants to support the books that you love. Pre-order. Let your comic shop know you want more. Pretty good. That's it. Yep. Said it all. Said it all. Let's get out of here. Okay. Go do the rest of the week. More week to go. Next week, uh, hopefully, Strami and the Wolfman will do their Twim URC, so we'll only have to record like five minutes. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Thank you, guys. This is Marvel, your universe.